Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Batter up. Hello, Amazing Avenue audio listeners. Welcome to A Pot of Their Own, Episode 9, um, a show by women, the women of Amazing Avenue, where we talk about all things Mets and also social justice issues in baseball. I am Allison McCaig, and I am once again joined by my lovely co-hosts, Linda Cervich. Hi, Linda. Hey, Allison. And Maggie Wiggin. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Allison. So this week in Metsville was, um, you know, much better than the last time we talked, um, where the Mets had just been, you know, doing poorly against poor baseball teams. They had been swept by the Marlins. Everyone was wondering if Mickey Calloway would be fired. The whole Cespedes thing happened. It was just a big snowball of yuck. So even though, you know... It's not like they pulled off victories against Goliath teams or anything like that. They did sweep the Nats over four games, which is not a trivial thing to do. A four game sweep. I will never turn down a four game (laughs) sweep against the Nationals. Boy, howdy. Especially in the way they did it, too. It was amazing. It was like, like, oh, we might let you have this one. Nope. No lap. It was like soul crushing. And like, and I don't know, like, they're. Their season's not looking good, folks. So, <laughs> they, yeah. might have, we might have buried them by Memorial Day. So that's pretty cool on our part. Um, and then we took two out of three um, against the Tigers. Um, 
But then obviously, as we record this um, on Tuesday night, they lost last night to the L.A. Dodgers um, in a game. (laughs) Yeah. In a game where a lot of their issues were kind of exposed now that they were playing, you know, a much better baseball team. Um, They were still, you know, surprisingly competitive in that game. I was I was happy that they at least made it a game and they didn't lay down and die. That was nice. Um, but you know, it's still the bullpen basically had an implosion and that was kind of bound to happen. The house of cards that we had built with this bullpen absent Lugo, um, kind of had fallen right down again. Um, but on the offensive side of things though, um, this whole week was a theme of getting production from unexpected places. And I think that was the most fun part of this week of watching all these close games even yesterday's game even though they lost was that we continue to get production from guys like Adenia Echeverria, Aaron Altair, Rajai Davis while he was here, Carlos Gomez like these are guys may be back though Davis cleared waivers so he can refuse the assignment but he might not because it's pretty reasonable to think that he will get another shot with the Mets not having any upfielders. Right. So, Jason, gas up your Uber. We might need you again, buddy. <laughs> Jason, was... the real MVP. <laughs> you the hero. <laughs> that was such a fun story this week, too. For those of our listeners who may not know this story, um, Rajai Davis, uh, on the day when he hit his big home run, um, took an Uber to the ballpark and didn't even get to the ballpark on time. He got to the ballpark in the middle of the game, and then he had his big pinch hit home run, but Jason was the name of his Uber driver. He took like a $200 Uber <laughs> to City <laughs> Field. So then he was like, we really got to know each other, me and Jason. <laughs> so that's fun. But isn't like this whole like past week, like we were talking about how it, like with them getting stuff by the Marlins and them looking awful and the Mickey Callaway shenanigans, how that was like the messiest thing ever but now this is also the messiest thing ever like it's a complete 180 they drag you back in they look exciting you have fun stories like that come out like there's only low lows with this team or high highs there's no in between well this was a really this was a very fun week if you can't enjoy weeks like this like then what are you even doing here just enjoy these weeks when you get them but the I mean, what I always, what always comes up for me when you're getting really specific production from guys like this is can they keep it up long mm-hmm. enough for the A team to kind of get their gear back together? So like Conforto's back now, wonderful, but he's probably going to take a little bit of time to just get back in the swing of things. Cano is still is still laid up. I think McNeil doesn't even have a ETA at this point. He's um, not even on the road trip. Cano's no. on the road yeah. trip. So Cano's on the road trip. Nimmo's and still. And so is Lugo. Yeah, Lugo is, but Nimmo's not, I don't think. No. And when Nimmo, I no. mean. Nim- you can't put him across country with him. Nimmo like is like RIP Nimmo. His, his neck is all kinds of borked. But so, so you've got these guys who are sort of pending and you just need the Davises and the Gomezes to just just hold down the fort. And will they start to crash and burn before the rest of the big guns get together? That's my question. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, and 
since when does a Danny Echeverria hit home runs too? Like <laughs> very um, fun, right? And yeah. you even said in the post game, I'm not a power hitter. Well, you're hitting like it. It's fun. It's fun. Because he hasn't had two months with Chili Davis yet. <laughs> we'll hear you that real quick, Amy. Ruin him. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's it does say something that finally some of the guys are starting to elevate the ball a little bit. Like, Wilson Ramos looks so much better. Yes. Ramos was the one finally. I wanted to give a shout-out yeah. to also, for sure. He's had such a good week, and I hope that it's, you know, I know that he's not going to be this hot forever because no one maintains a 200 WRC plus for more than a week or two, but, you know, he's looking much more like the hitter that we thought he could be and that I was pretty sure he was, you know? Well, his so. approach, his approach just looks like it looked in the past and not, I, I don't know. He, he just didn't look comfortable at the plate at all. I don't know if, I don't know if he had like some kind of tweak that was going on. I don't know if he was just, just out of sorts, but, but yeah, he as actually like when he gets up to swing, he looks familiar. Looks like the guy I hated to see up there oh. when he was a national. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nothing gets you comfortable at the plate though. Like the nationals bullpen. That'll help. <laughs> oh, I love that. I do have to give a shout out though, because I love Sean Doolittle just as like as a player. He's a he's a total mensch, but like every time he faces the Mets, I just want them to destroy him. Yeah, and it was Juan Lagares. Like, yeah, Juan Lagares. He was like oh for like infinity at that point. Yeah, and I think it was with two outs at that point. Too. Yes, it was. All of that. Everything with, with two outs. <laughs> Yeah, Juan Lagares is like one for his last like twenty five or something, and that one is against Sean Doolittle. <laughs> yeah, Juan Lagares is the one that looks real bad amongst yeah. all of this. Oh yeah, yeah, like he he has no shot at the plate. It looks like it's either a strikeout or a weak ground ball to the left side of the infield. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. It's gone to the point where Carlos would... Gomez is a better player than him. Uh huh. Yeah, I would. I if it was if they had to make the roster call right now, I would say cut Ligaris and run with Gomez like I don't think either of them are going to win you know a batting title anytime soon but I I feel moderately more confident with Gomez at the plate and I think like uh, Ligaris has an edge in the field but not a big one not as not big, big as you would think point. not as big as you would think and like going into the season even going into when Gomez was called up to the roster like uh, Ligaris has been worse in the field than I expected, and Gomez has been better in the field than I expected. Um, Gomez has already made a couple really nice catches. Like, he made that catch against the wall where he climbed the wall, and then he made that diving play in front of him that was really nice. Yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah, that was. So it's, yeah. Um, I, I still say Ligaris is probably the better defender of the two, but it's not as big of a gap as you would think. It's actually pretty close, which is saying something. And Ligaris's arm hasn't looked the same either. I don't know no, if it's just injuries. It's just a or... point where he's had so many injuries. He's lost so much time. You know, I really, I hope this is not the case, but I, I kind of feel like he's just like the time that he lost was too important. And he is just not going to get it back together like he would have otherwise. Yeah. And that kind of 
that kind of transitions seamlessly into talking about Brandon Nimmo a little bit because, you know, <laughs> so, you know, we got an update on Brandon Nimmo, which is that as, as Maggie uh, said, his neck is borked. Basically he's, he's got, it turns out that and the Mets were saying the whole time, you know, no structural damage, no structural damage. Turns out that he has a bulging disc and whiplash, which I guess is technically not structural damage. Like they're not lying, but they're being like purposefully like lies by omission essentially um and i i tweeted recently and apparently this was a hot take which i was like shocked that this was a hot take but i tweeted recently that underlying injury is always a more plausible explanation for a player not looking like himself uh than very good baseball players suddenly forgets how to play baseball and i got a bunch of responses like brandon nimmo's not that good well first of all that's not the point of the tweet folks um second of all brandon nimmo is good <laughs> the numbers yeah. back this up but yeah, yeah it's I mean, I don't think I, I just don't think you see someone regularly. It happens sometimes, but not regularly, you know, up until the neck injury, which like is a neck injury. That is sort of a big deal up until that, you know, he'd had a slow start, but then he had been just fine lacing the doubles, getting on base all the time, doing nimily things. He'd been doing that for a solid few weeks and then just like fell off a cliff. Yep. Like just totally looked like a different player Mm -hmm. after that injury. And like, I mostly, I I just don't know how the team let him go on that long. It was so obvious that he had nothing. And I, it just, it really infuriates me because that's also the kind of thing that could have a lasting effect. Yep. Mets, Mets thing. I was going to say, because he traveled with it. He was probably on airplanes for hours with a, bulging disc in his neck that can't be comfortable sounds painful yeah like you could clearly see this was not the same player from last year it was obvious and nobody thought to investigate further well i think they rested him for like a day when he had a stiff neck yeah and that was it but it's like um no there was actually a bulging disc there not just oh i slept wrong yeah well this is this is the meth mo this is something they've done a hundred times where for whatever reason they personally determine that an injury is not serious, but, but then it is, I I just like, I don't even know how to like what to add to that. It's just, it happens so often. You'd think that it would be time to reconsider the underlying approach. And it's weird because they handled the Conforto concussion like perfectly. But then with Nimmo, they're like, eh. And with Robinson Cano, it's like, like, stop not hustling. And then the second he hustles, he pulls a quad. Yeah. It's very cool and normal. Shocker. (laughs) Um, What a shocker. The guy knows his body better than you do. Surprise. Um... So yeah, we we've got we're we're the Mets are quite banged up at this point. We've got McNeil, Cano, Confort. I mean, Conforto's back now, but we got McNeil, Cano, Nemo, and Lugo all out. Um, and Wilson still. And Wilson still. Remember way back when <laughs> Maggie? I think it was you that said this. Remember when you were like, "We're never going to see Justin Wilson again." <laughs> I I have yet to be proven wrong on that point. Yeah, we said something like, oh, like, he's, it's gonna be, you know, he just needs a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden it stretches out to months, 
Like, that's literally yeah. what has happened. Like, he came back briefly, mm-hmm. but then he had a recurrence of the same injury went back on the I.L. Of course he did. And yeah, we haven't seen him did. since. Yeah, he's the guy that just has dropped off the face of the earth completely. Who'd have thunk? Yep. He's this year's Swarzak. Yep, we're just never seeing him again. Like, nope. Nope. We I haven't heard. Never seen have we heard any again. updates on him? We haven't heard anything about him. He's just I gone. Think somebody said there was no update. That was the update. <laughs> That's the update. Yep. He's just the guy that is just going to be out for the foreseeable future, and we're ne- we're not going to get updates, and we're not going to see him anymore. Hopefully, Lugo. I is really closer. liked his pickup too. I thought I know. Was a, too. I thought that was a really smart, like kind of not not really a buy low candidate, but just a solid, like not flashy, like. What kind of player who really, you know, fills out the bullpen? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that but was here. We are. Then he became a Met. The yeah. end. <laughs> I mean, that was the that was the bullpen filler we needed. I mean, I am frustrated that the Mets didn't do more besides that. Yeah. But that was like the bullpen filler we really needed because you know, and I I made this point after the game yesterday. You know, Craig Kimbrell is still a free agent, folks, and people were like, "Well, he's not going to pitch in the sixth inning." That that's when everything went south yesterday. I'm like, that's not the point. The point isn't that Craig Kimbrell is coming in to save you in the sixth inning. The point is that if you have if Wilson is healthy and you have a guy like Craig Kimbrell on your team that pushes everybody else down on the pecking order and guys like Tyler Bachelor probably aren't even on the team. Yeah. So, and if Seth Lugo isn't taxed as heavily as he has been and relied upon as heavily as he has been, maybe he's healthy and maybe Seth Lugo pitches the sixth and the seventh inning yesterday and maybe the Mets win that game. So, you know, this is what, why having bullpen depth is important and why I wish that, I mean, Justin Wilson was a good pickup, I thought. But why I wish that Brody Van Wagenen had paid the same attention to pitching depth as he paid to position player depth. Because even though I don't think that, like we said, I don't think that these position players hitting at it completely over their heads, like a Denny Echeverria, I don't think that that's going to keep happening. But at least it's kept them afloat while all of their players have been injured at once. And the same isn't been, hasn't been true for the pitching. When the pitching has gone south, they haven't really stayed afloat. And that's the problem. Which also, like, two years ago, two years ago, yeah, 2017, um, Sandy treated everyone for relief pitchers. And not a single one panned out. Has been out. any good. Nope. No. So, yeah, again, also that comes... Zero. Yeah, and that comes from also not kicking in money, too. Not eating money. You get these random Jacob Reams that don't pan out. So now you are thin when you do need to call somebody up. Yep, a bunch of those. It seems wild that nobody hit, but it's true. And, like, yikes. Not great. And a bunch of those dudes literally have been DFA'd and not picked up by teams at this point. Like... (sighs) Like, all of our guys that were supposed to be, like, our fantastic bullpen depth, like, all of the rotating cast of characters, like, half of them have been designated for assignment at this point, and no one's picked them up, because... And, oops. And even last anything. year, too, with the with the GM Migos, whatever they were calling them. Oh, yeah, the, the three GMs at once, yes. Yeah. They that traded happened. Familia for Bobby Wall, and then they traded Bobby Wall, but then he sure wasn't did. even anything, either. I think he's currently hurt, too. Yes, he's hurt. Yep. He was, yeah, he was the centerpiece of the Familia deal. But he's yeah, so even him. if they had kept him, he wouldn't have been anything for them Any either. Help. Yeah. Wait, I'm remind not... me, which trade was Bobby Wall in? Keon Broxton? Keon Broxton. Oh, okay. 
I was say, was it? I, I thought maybe for a second it was the Davis trade, which is no. like the only trade over the last like ten years that the Mets have done a decent job with. That was Ross Adolph and oh my god, one other guy who was yes, like, oh Santana, Santana, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was those two prospects who were like you know I mean they weren't like they weren't Jared Kellenick, but they were they were like real prospects. But I think that that's a trade that at the time I wasn't exactly happy with. Um, but that was something that I think now I can reevaluate and say that worked out for the Mets. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy with. They Davis. wouldn't be very, they they would be pretty screwed without JD Davis. Now it seemed at the time I was like, oh, he's so like, why would we trade for a guy like that when we just signed Jed Lowry? Like, where is he even gonna play? Blah blah blah. Kind but, of a square peg sort of fellow. But <laughs> he's been playing a lot, and we have been, we have needed him, and he's been pretty pretty good. So you know what? Good job I'll on take that it. one. I'll take it, but you know, pitching depth has not been great. Uh, so we, yeah, I mean, the Mets just not only does not only is the bullpen hanging by a thread, but the the Mets starters just have to pitch better. I don't know what else to say about that. I know, I know, Jake, you're breaking my heart, man. I mean, he's not the reason they lost yesterday. No, no, he gave not. up. Two he maybe left with the lead. He left with the lead. He gave up two runs against a very good offense. Yeah. Um, he wasn't very economical with his pitch count and, you know, not being able to put guys away like he used to is the issue because then more, you need more innings out of the bullpen. But, you know, the blame for yesterday falls squarely on the bullpen, not on Jacob deGrom. They blew the game. Um, but you know, it, 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 it does hurt when you, when you're used to seeing it's, it's jarring. I guess I'll put it that way. It's jarring when you're used to seeing seven or eight innings, one zero or one run. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, like, even that wasn't going to last forever. It's hard, like, it's it's impossible to have as good of a season as he had last year again. But Yeah, you know, well, I think we were just spoiled. We were spoiled. But this up-and-down roller coaster is, whew. Um, and Syndergaard, hopefully Syndergaard has another good game tonight. He had put together a couple good starts in a row before his clunker that he put up last time. Um, so hopefully he turns the ship around again although the Dodgers offense isn't exactly the type of team you want to face when you're trying to turn your ship around however we shall see um I also don't want to I don't want to jinx anything but I think if there's a candidate for another hidden Mets injury that's who I'd be looking at oh yeah sorry to put that out in the universe (laughs) I apologize I apologize (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, almost almost nothing would surprise nothing me. Nothing would surprise no, me. No, actually, no, yeah. 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 I mean, considering, like, all the weird injuries, too, it would be something weird, like he stubbed his toe and broke it or something. Yeah, right. Um, and it turns out he's been trying to pitch through it, and every time he lands on his, on his foot, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's it more and more broken, and now it will be broken forever. Yep. Hashtag Mets. <laughs> Cindergard parentheses foot fallen off is day to day. Um that reminds me this is like a side note, but that reminds me of the time when um Ahmed Rosario had the stomach flu and one of the beats, I think it was Disha, <laughs> tweeted Ahmed Rosario parentheses vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Will not be in the lineup. And I was like, yo, that's a mood. Me, parentheses, vomiting. Vomiting. <laughs> Honestly, same. Honestly, same. Same. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> fans vomiting. Fans, parentheses, vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there was anything to describe the Mets, it would be that. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> on that note, before we move forward with our baseball segment for this week, which we will get to very shortly, um, I just wanted to give our listeners a brief update because a couple of things have happened on the domestic violence front, unfortunately. Um, things keep happening. Never a quiet day. Never, Never a quiet day. A quiet day. Um, so today we learned that Odubel Herrera um, of the Philadelphia Phillies uh, was arrested for a domestic violence incident. Um, he was in Atlantic City with his uh, girlfriend, who's 20 years old. So that's already kind of pushing it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. But yeah, so she um, the, the police report said that the victim, quote, had visible signs of injury to her arms and neck that was sustained after being assaulted by her boyfriend, Oduba Herrera during a dispute. Um, so he was arrested. She refused medical attention. He is he has, I believe, been placed on administrative leave. The Phillies yes. pulled him from the All-Star ballot, which was also released today. Um, and et cetera, et cetera. They're gonna like, you know, investigate and evaluate the situation before they decide on any sort of suspension. Um so you know, this keeps happening. It does. And mm-hmm. um I'm just, oh my gosh, I suddenly blanked on the other. It's like, it's not Ozuna. Ozuna's already been back. Urias. Julio Urias. Yes. Thank you. Oh, that, you know, that kind of says it all that I can't even keep track of all the players that have been involved in this now. But yes, he's, uh, Urias is back at work. Yep. He yeah. was quietly reinstated and rejoined the Dodgers last week. No one really said anything about it. He's been playing again for a week. Yeah, but it's basically the minimum administrative leave, I think, of like seven days, and that was it. Yep. He was on administrative leave for a week. Seems like he's not going to get suspended. And well, I think there's so I think um, the investigation, I think, is still pending. Oh, I, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure MLB's. Right. So, so it may, this is not to say that there won't be some kind of, some kind of punishment, mayhaps a slap on the wrist. We'll find out. But like, just to be to be clear, it's the reinstatement from um, administrative leave doesn't mean that the show's over. Like there's still there's still more to come on that. Yeah, um, we hope that they yeah, are hopefully. investigating. Right. Yeah, there's still maybe more to come on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's that's the update that we have for this week on that front. Um. Stay tuned as these stories develop. Um, when we get back, um, we will bring you our baseball segment this week, um, which is about accessibility at ballparks. So stay tuned for that when we get back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, and we're back. Um, so this week, um, Maggie, uh, ever so kindly, um, earlier, like last week or something like that, right, Maggie? Um, she, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, she she made a tweet um, reaching out to people because we'd been thinking about doing this um, segment for a while now. She made a tweet reaching out to people, asking them, you know, what has your experience been like um, if you are somehow um, a disabled person? What has your experience been like at ballparks? Reach out to me. Let me know. Um, tell me what your experience has been like. And dozens upon dozens of people wrote to Maggie to tell her about their experiences, not only at City Field, but other stadiums across baseball. So just before we even delve into this, I just want to thank everyone so, so much who took the time to write into Maggie about their experiences. Reading all of your responses to this has been really really instructive and really, really enlightening to me um, as someone who doesn't have to deal with these things. Um, so that's really awesome. So thank you all for taking the time to contribute to this really, really important conversation. Um, and I want to add also just really quickly that um, I've been inspired to kind of do more writing about this. Um, it's going to take me some time to put together because I really want to put a lot of thought into this. But um so not everything is going to kind of make it into this conversation because, you know, Allison said dozens, literally dozens. Mm -hmm. We got so, so many responses and, and like really, really robust, like long writing that I, I'm just, I feel so, so grateful for all of the time and effort that all of you put into sharing this with me because I know it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to talk about. It's not always easy to find the time, the emotional energy. Like there's so much here. We can't even begin to, to cover it all right now. So I just wanted to put that out there that like, if we didn't get a chance to talk today about, about something that's really important to you, um, first of all, reach out, let me know. Um, but then also there's going to be more coming out of this. Like we're not done tonight. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do our best to sort of summarize and th synthesize what everybody said um, and at least talk about some highlights of um, things that people wrote. Um, so one of the most commonly brought up issues um, for City Field specifically um, that Mets fans brought up and other fans that have visited City Field as visiting fans uh, was actually not about the stadium itself. It was about the lack of accessibility of the stations for both the 7 train and LIRR. Um, there are no elevators for either of those. So a lot of folks can't get access to the stadium unless they drive, <laughs> which is an issue. Yeah, and this is something that I feel... I feel I felt so silly the first time someone mentioned it because like how could I have never noticed that right and you know I, I I mean it just goes to show you how differently you see things when you have a certain situation in life and you know I've I've carried strollers up those up those stairs why didn't it ever occur to me you know and I just and it's it's also one of those things that um it could be fixed if they wanted to, you know, I'm sure they'll, the, they would push it over onto the MTA, but like, um, groups like, like sports teams partner with the MTA to do station renovations all the time. Um, 
it's that's a really common thing actually and if the Mets wanted a, a an accessible transit hub they would have it and they would it would probably also not take incredibly long so I'm not saying that this is like the Mets consciously deciding mm, we don't care about disabled fans but more that just it's one of those things that there's no, they don't feel any impetus there. Like there's no drive. Um, and yes, people can drive physically to the stadium. Many of them, not all, a lot of people with mobility limitations are not able to safely drive. Um, and then sometimes when they get to the, to the parking lot, they will find fans setting up, um, tailgates in disabled parking spots. They'll find like, the team used to set up their the porta potties in disabled parking spots and like had to kind of be gently <laughs> instructed to change that, which they did. But it's just something that like, like they're just it's just such a big barrier. And it's also it's a cash barrier because parking is expensive. And when you literally don't have any other way to get to the game, that's kind of a big, big expense that you just have to absorb every time. And driving is expensive, too, especially if you don't live within the city itself. Mm -hmm. Like, coming to the game from New Jersey growing up, like, good lord, the amount of tolls that you have to pay is... The bridge. Extensive. Because you have to pay the George Washington Bridge and the Triborough Bridge, RFK, whatever. I'm calling it the Triborough. Um, I'm calling it Shay. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so it's, it's a lot to drive. And then you have to pay for parking, too. So, you know... Public transit is, especially if you're only one person and not like a whole family of people, public transit's a lot cheaper most of the time. But if you can't use it because there are stairs and no ramps, then that presents a problem. And I will, so on the on the topic of cost, though, I will throw the Mets a bone on this one, is that one thing they do that is very good that is not always the norm in other stadiums is they have accessible seating in almost every single section. Yeah, that's all. So a lot of stadiums, if you need ADA accessible seats, you are going to get these like, you know, these $80 tickets. That's all that's available for you. There's nothing nicer. There's nothing cheaper. That's it. And this is the view you get this view. Right. And so, so that's actually something that a, a couple of different people told me they were really appreciate appreciative of is that the Mets did make the effort to put that seating all, all around and you'll see it. Uh, and they, there's also, you know, people will just go up and sit in them sometimes, but generally it seems like the stadium staff has been really good about, um, about making sure that, that it's available for the people who are ticketed for them. Yeah. Yeah. But people, um, even though there are uh, accessible seats all around the stadium, lots of people brought up issues at City Field, um, specifically with the elevators. Um, it seems like it seems like the elevators, like and I've seen, I've obviously seen the elevators. There are elevators, uh, but people, uh, a lot of people cited the fact that the lines for the elevators are really, really long. Um, and you know, people are using them that don't necessarily need to use them. And that makes it even worse, but you can't exactly turn someone away and be like, you can't use the elevator. So, um, well, this is something I sort of see to some extent, um, with the kids because, you know, we, I I don't want to take a 
tired four-year-old and a tired two-year-old down the stairs at the yeah. end of a long game. Yeah. Um, but like when there are people who visibly need that elevator, I'm not squeezing in in front of them, but there are other people who do. And that's something that is so frustrating to see. And, you know, I mean, I've even like, I've even suggested that some people maybe want to wait for the next elevator, but it doesn't always, it doesn't always land. Uh, it doesn't always but, go through. But again, but so the problem with that though is, is something that comes up for a lot of other people I spoke to, uh, which is the idea of um, invisible disabilities. Yeah. So you, so if you have a cane, if you have a, a wheelchair, you know, these are, universally acknowledged signs of needing help. But there are a lot of people who have pretty serious disabilities, including like, including mobility disabilities, like, you know, difficulty standing, walking, climbing stairs, that just looking, just looking at them, you wouldn't know. So actually, a, a friend of mine, who is not a huge Mets fan, but but is a huge me fan. So she talked to me about this. She has cerebral palsy and she has a lot of like, like balance is really hard for her. So she, so she has frequently purchased tickets for events that are ADA accessible because you can kind of imagine, you know, it's so awkward for everybody squeezing past other people to get to the seats in the middle and other people squeezing past you. Like, it sucks. But now imagine that your center of gravity is really unpredictable. It's like, she said, it's like freaking terrifying that you could just collapse at any second because it's such a, like, narrow, rickety spot. And that's that's something that a lot of people have shared, is that that, that particular balance issue comes up a lot. And it it's hard because it's something that you can't really get as much accessibility for and those staircases are steep going up yeah they are going up to those seats yeah there were a couple people who said that they feel trapped in their seats that once the game starts they have to stay there because of the stairs they have trouble navigating the stairs and for me it's like yeah their stairs are annoying and you do feel like all right i'll wait like you don't you but you still kind of take it for granted that you can walk up and down those stairs and then i think one person even said imagine if you're holding food and you have balance issues trying to get down those stairs like it's a legit concern yeah yeah, and it really, it, it's just one of those things that kind of builds up and up. Yeah. Like, imagine not being able to go to a bathroom during a game because you feel trapped in your seat because you don't want to navigate the stairs. Like, that's that's heartbreaking. Yeah, and on the point, yeah, really of, sucks. On the point of invisible illness, I mean, I, I am lucky enough to not have to deal with that, but I have intimate experience with people that do. Um, and it's not just folks who have mobility issues it's folks like regarding the bathroom it's folks like my mom she has Crohn's disease and so like where the bathrooms are is like a constant thought when she's going out places and like we have not gone places because she's been like I don't know if there's gonna if I'm gonna have access to a bathroom so I don't know if I can do this today because I'm not feeling all that great and so like these are considerations that people have to take into account you know 
Well, I was even wondering if, like, you know, everybody wants the aisle seat because it's convenient. But if maybe they could hold, like, maybe the last two in a section, like, the aisle seats available for people who need them so they can get in and out easier and don't have to navigate the stairs as much. Yeah. Like, that could be a solution. Yeah. And certain sections have a few aisle yeah. seats available. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And have better, like, have, like, handrails in more spaces um you know the other thing that i would suggest to anybody who has issues with the with the ability to like kind of squeeze through is that oftentimes the front row has a lot more space and then it, it also has a handrail there that you can kind of hold on to so it's 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 not going to be a solution for everybody but if it's a solution it may be a solution for some people i would say like take a look at some pictures if you think that that might be something that would work for you um, and give it a shot. Cause you know, it's the other, like hearing about all these things. My first thought is like, try to find things that can fix them. And there's never something that can fix it for everybody. But if we can try to find little things here and there that will make, make it an easier experience for others, then that's, that's what we want. Well, yeah. there's also the gap too in the stair in the handrails going down the stairs because there's t- usually two sections. Yep. So yeah. if you really need to hold on, it ends after a while and then it starts again. So like I don't know if you can have one continuous rail or if it blocks the aisle. I don't know, but that's something to keep in mind too. And yeah, these- there's just lots of. Lots of little things that you don't necessarily think of until all of a sudden you need to be holding a rail and that rail isn't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And these are things that like, obviously there is a lot that the Mets and that teams can do to make these experiences better. But you as a person who does not have a disability as a fan, you can help make these things better too by not, you know, judging other people for their, you know, for their needs and, you know, and helping fans out when they need it and not, you know, not taking up the area of accessible seats when you aren't a person that needs them and not, you know, judging someone who, you know, takes the elevator because outwardly they don't look like they have an issue. But, you know, as someone who studies a disease that affects lung function that I did for my entire thesis, it's called cystic fibrosis. And it's another, you know, quote, invisible illness. They don't look sick, but people who have low lung function can't climb stairs because they'll get too winded. So if you're a fan and someone is needing the accessible seats or, you know, looking looking like they might need help, like reach out, help them out and don't judge others this is like an easy way that you as a regular as a regular person everyday person going to the game can help others just don't judge yeah don't be in such a rush too like if you see somebody struggling down the stairs let them go don't like blow past them like let them take their time go with their own space like you're just gonna go into the parking lot and sit in traffic anyway like where are you going so let the let them person who needs to take their time, let them take their time. And on the the idea kind of around invisible disabilities also, is there other things that are totally unrelated to mobility that people might not even realize are accessibility issues? So uh, one is hearing impairment. And you'll see that you probably have noticed that City Field has a lot of closed captioning You may not have noticed, because this is not something that you live in your daily life, you may not have noticed that they don't have everything closed captioned and that they're not the highest quality closed captions. You can get 
a device that will provide all the closed captions that you might be missing. But then you're sitting there staring down at this device instead of up at the game. And it kind of takes away from a lot of that pleasure. And all of this is because people complain about closed captioning. So that's another thing is like, don't ever complain about closed captioning because you have no idea how much of a difference it makes to the people who really need it. Um, so that's, that's a big one. And then another thing is, um, is sensory issues, which uh, someone in my life has sensory sensitivity issues. Um, and there's some things that, you know, the, one of the things that I think a lot of people aren't crazy about is that the stadium is incredibly loud and specifically like the actual amplified music is just, it's so loud. <laughs> and, and, like, I don't even like it. It's really loud. Um, and, you know, I've talked to the stadium about maybe doing a quiet section. They're not um, like a quiet section of seats. They're not opposed to it. I think it's going to be an ongoing conversation. So fingers crossed that that will work itself out. But um, one thing that they are doing, uh, I want to give them another shout out for this, that has, that it's, it's another work in progress, but it's a really important step is they introduced what, um, what's called sensory bags, which is a bag of stuff that you can get in the ticket office area inside the rotunda. It's like the same place where you would leave tickets for will call. Mm -hmm. Um, and it has in it some fidget toys and some noise canceling headphones and a little lanyard tag for people who are pre-verbal or non-verbal or a lot of a lot of people are perfectly verbal until they have some kind of a triggering anxiety issue and then they kind of lose their words I mean we all do so like all of us kind of get get less uh, eloquent as we get emotional so it's um not surprising that that would be a more extreme issue for some people but it has a little tag with um, which with things that they can point to, like things that they need, things that they are feeling to kind of help communicate. Um, and so this is this is great. I'm super impressed that they have put this out there. Um, they also have designated quiet areas that you can get to down um, kind of the if you take the elevators down to the lowest level, kind of where like the fancy entrances are, if that makes any sense, that those are kind of designated quiet areas where during the game, if you just need like a quiet space to, to calm down and that's where you can go. Um, so the catch with this that I found out though, when I went for the last game is that, um, you, first of all, it wasn't very well organized. It took them a while to find all this stuff. And then also I had to like fill out a form there and it all took a very long time. And then I had to give them like either a credit card or my ID as kind of a, a you know, as, as a deposit sort of because like all this collateral. stuff had to come. Yeah, because all this stuff had to come back, which I hadn't been clear on when I first heard about the the program. So I understand. Like when I saw the stuff that was in it, I'm like, okay, this is expensive, like high quality material. And, and also the person who I got it for loved it. So, so that was great. But also it means that like, if someone in your life is having a meltdown, if someone in your life is, is having a panic attack, now you have to get this bag back to this one office 
and wait five minutes for your credit card. And it's all, it sounds like just a little, a little effort, but in the moment it's, it's a lot of effort. So, um, but there's, it's still there and that's so important to just get it started. And I'm actually going to talk with them about some ways that they could maybe, um, streamline it a little bit, like, like let the sign up happen online and like, let me give you my credit card number online and then let me drop the bag with any security officer. Like that's it. Let, like let, let that be the return process. Or you could even have like um, drop off bins throughout the stadium. Yeah. yeah. Throughout like, the stadium, yeah. like there's gotta be something better than, than fight your way through an entire stadium and then wait for a while longer. Cause and, like of everyone you know, again, leaving at the same time. Yeah. And so, yeah. Which and, could like, be overwhelming. Our problem, you know, this is not something that the people in my life experience regularly. You know, we are very lucky in that regard that that the sensory problems that I witness are on the minor ends of that scale. But, you know, this this is something else that literally keeps people out of the ballpark is sensory issues. And it's something that like that is fixable and they're very close to it. And so I'm very happy about that. They're so close to it, but let's, let's keep pushing that a little bit further down the line. How did you find out about this, that they had these? these... Um, so that was the other thing is they didn't like announce it. It's not no. easy to find. Um, so actually, so I had called about the backpack policy, which we'll get to in a second. Um, <laughs> and while I had uh, the wonderful director of guest services who put up with me for, uh, I think like 35 minutes, we were on the phone. Um, <laughs> so, and while I had him, I was like, ah, I need to tell you this other thing about quiet seating, which I'm still going to push for. Cause I think it's, it's a good it's, I think a lot of people would want to sit in a seat where it's just turned down a little. Um, what, and when I asked about that, that's when he told me about the, the sensory bags. So it's something that's like, it's been, I think it was rolled out a couple weeks ago, but like, it's been not publicized. Um, and it's probably at this point, it might be for the best that it's not publicized just because the process to get it was long. And if there was a line, I think it would be even longer. So hopefully, um, I, I, I've kind of bashed it a couple times. It's a great program. I'm super glad they're doing this. I'm super glad they're drawing attention to it. Um, I just want, I just want to tweak it a little more so that it's just right. Um, but before I get away from the backpack policy thing. Um, boy, that's, uh, that's mm. a big can of worms. They just kicked open. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's kind of what inspired this segment in this a lot whole of segment. Lot of <laughs> um, but yeah, so backpacks, it's just a backpack. Why not a tote? Why not this? Why not that? So the thing is a lot of what we've talked about are like things that can be gotten over like you can get over this little hiccup. You can get over that obstacle. And in that sense, this is maybe just one more little obstacle, but they all add up so much. So like my mom, um, she's not, she's, she's not like mobility impaired, I wouldn't say, but she has pretty serious back pain. Like she sees a physical therapist for it. Um, and like, she's not supposed to carry any bag that's not a backpack because I mean, none of us should be carrying any bags that aren't backpacks. <laughs> like my tote bag addiction is not uh, doing me any favors. Like there, there's a really specific physical reason why she should use a backpack. Um, 
And like, there's no accommodation for that in this policy, zero, none, zilch. So it's, and they've talked now about um, allowing clear backpacks and that's fine, I guess. But now we're talking about having anybody who needs a backpack either has to carry all of their belongings in a clear backpack at all times, or then has to take the effort before every single game to take all their stuff out of their regular backpack and into the clear backpack. And it's just, it's just so much for people who already have so much on their plates. And I think it's just one of those things that like it for security theater, this is what you're, you're sacrificing people with disabilities for security theater. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't understand why they can't just have like a designated line for backpacks. Like, it's still the same amount of security staff that you need. It's just one line for backpacks. And then everybody else can go to, like, oh, if you have a purse, go to the other side. If you don't have anything, go on in. So just have one designated area or two designated areas for just backpacks alone. And it's so silly because I have purses and messenger bags that are over the shoulder that, like, have just as many pockets and are just as big as a backpack. Like, yeah. 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 Like, and it's not just for those with disabilities, too. It's parents. Like, my brother, my brother in law, and my sister have a diaper bag that is a backpack because, as a parent, you kind of need both your hands, especially when you have two small children. So, yep. it's, it's everybody. It's people who go to games from the city during the weekday. They, they bring their, their backpacks from work. So, why are you making it so difficult for your, your fans to get to the game and and yes you can rent a locker but if your diapers are in your backpack you still kind of need them you're not going to put them in the locker yeah the diaper bag thing is man there are going to be some angry parents out there yeah diaper bags are expensive and like that's why i i have a mets diaper bag that is actually a a messenger bag style so i use that all the time it has a million pockets that's why i use it um But, you know, I'm going to use it forever because it's expensive. But also, I got to the stadium after this policy went into place. And I feel so bad. The security guy was super nice. Legit had no idea what the policy was. He was he was really unsure if the messenger bag was okay. I again, he was super nice about it. I do not hold him again, hold this against him at all. But like how. Do you launch something like this in the middle of the season and not give your security guards to like, they don't want to be picking on grandma and her backpack. Like that's not, that's not what they're there for. Everyone, everyone like security guards generally piss everyone off because they're there to tell you what you can't do. And nobody likes that. But like, don't put these guys in that position. Come out with a better policy. Pick a good time for it. Yeah, no, they really don't. And he was, and again, he was so nice. Um, and he also let me know that he wasn't too crazy about the policy either. Yeah, I will not name him like because I don't remember his name. But um, yeah, so it's like if you're going to launch something that is going to be really difficult on vulnerable people in your fan base, you just have to do the legwork to make sure that that transition takes their needs into account because otherwise people are just not going to show up. No. And it sucks. And like, I know we're running along on this, but I just have to add one more little story here, which is um, 
talking about people not showing up. Uh, one of my childhood friends has just the sweetest son ever. He's nine years old. Um, and he uses a wheelchair because of spinal bifida and he plays baseball. Like he's on his baseball team and he's great. And I love seeing the pictures of him and it's awesome. He plays baseball. He has never been to a baseball game. Like he has never been to city field. He's never been to Yankee stadium. And it's because his mom is just so overwhelmed by the many, many, many things on the checklist that, that seem just, just insurmountable. And like, I'm not going to go and tell her, you know, no, you should just make this happen, even though it's incredibly difficult, because everything in her life is already incredibly difficult. Everything in his life is incredibly difficult. Like, how can how can we justify making, you know, loving sports just one more thing to be incredibly difficult? It sucks. I couldn't disagree with her when she told me that she never took him to a baseball game. I couldn't tell her that was the wrong choice. Right. That sucks. And I know. He's nine. Get that kid to a baseball game, damn it. Yeah. Mets, put in a ramp. Come on. Put in a freaking ramp. And, like, it's, yeah, again, it's the overarching theme of this whole thing is that, like, individually these things may not seem like a big deal, but they add up and, like, it's just one extra damn thing you have to worry about on top of a million other little extra damn things you have to worry about. And then the checklist just becomes too long and you're like, why should I put up with this? Yeah, it's just more of a hassle than it's worth. Exactly, exactly. And the tickets are already expensive enough. Like, yeah, right. you don't want to spend all this money to go to a game and just be miserable the whole time. Like, it's an investment to go down there. Yeah, the tickets are expensive. Getting yeah. there is expensive regardless of the method of transit you choose. Um, and concessions are expensive once you're there. Like... And there, and yeah. part of this, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't escape a lot of us that part of this is a big part of this no backpacks thing is them trying to cut down on people bringing outside food. But let me tell you, it's the law that people are allowed to bring outside food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so food injury, food allergies. Take note. Yeah. You can yeah. bring in your food. Yep. Don't let them tell you you can't, and don't let them like pressure you to not be able to bring outside food because you can. Although I have been told including by um, by my sister, who has celiac, uh, that City Field is one of the best stadiums out there for food restrictions. So there's, yeah, a, that's great. there's a gluten-free stand that she's pretty sensitive, and it's it's up to stuff for her. Um, and there's also think- there's vegan food, which, you know, by definition, cuts out certain common allergens. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. You know, I don't want to give the impression that City Field is like some – barren wasteland that just destroys all humans like it's brought by all accounts it is like one of the better baseball stadiums but it's not the best and they should all be better yeah there's always something you could do to improve and i would hope that they're always looking for that way to improve instead of making more restrictions like the backpack rule right and one of the things that um, again, to point out, you know, to give to give credit where credit is due for positive things. One of the things that people pointed out to us when they wrote in is that multiple times the city field staff was complimented for being like very generally helpful and attentive to fans with issues. So, 
you know, that's a good thing, that the staff seems to be very nice and helpful. And Maggie, seem, it seems like you had a good experience, too, when even if the policy wasn't exactly what you wanted, the staff was generally helpful to you. So that's Yeah, good. it's something I've definitely observed. So um, the last thing I will say about that um, is that one person was kind enough to bring up the fact that the Mets fan assistance line is always there to help. Um, if you are a person that needs accessibility accommodations at the stadium or, you know, any sort of other issues about the fan experience at the ballpark, you can call the Mets fan assistance line. And that number is 646-438-5000. Um, so, yeah, so you can call that number if you have any sort of issue that you need to um, bring up about your experience at the ballpark and they will help you out with that. So that's really good. Um, so this is an important conversation and Maggie, thank you for being the impetus for this and for reaching out, um, to people. And thank you again so much to everybody that wrote in. We really appreciate it because this is an important conversation to have. Yes. Thank you so much. It was really, I feel very, very lucky to have been able to connect with so many passionate and smart fans that, you know, for whatever reason, just experience their day differently from us in a way that's not always uh, accommodated. So thanks to all of you. And again, please feel free to reach out to the show or to me at Maggie one six two, because I do have bigger plans for, um, for publishing something about this. So if, if you want your voice in that, please, please let me know. Great. Um, when we get back, we will close the show as we always do with walk off wins. So stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. We are back and we will um, close out the show as we always do with Walk Off Wins, where each of us talks about what is making us happy this week, baseball related or otherwise. So, Linda, what is your Walk Off Win for this week? Um, my walk-off win this week is I would just like to say happy birthday to my nephew, Danny. He turns two today. Oh, um, two is so much fun. Oh, he's so cute. Um, he's the sweetest, happiest little boy. We had his birthday party on Sunday. And, you know, he just, you know, he woke up from his nap and it was a little cranky. But other than that, he was just having so much fun and it was so much fun just to see him opening his gifts and playing with his cousins and just having fun so happy birthday Danny we thought he would be a July 4th baby but he surprised us it ended up being a Memorial Day baby two years oh, ago well, that is a surprise yeah I, I have a 4th of July baby <laughs> oh he was late 
<laughs> so him and Danny are opposites. <laughs> Danny was a little bit of a go-getter. But um, but yeah, he's just he's just so sweet and so funny, and it, it's such a fun age just to see. You know, he's starting to speak now, and like he, you can start like having a conversation with him now. He's not shy about telling you what he wants. Um, <laughs> so, uh, happy birthday to my little guy, Danny. Aunt Linda loves you, and thank you for. Allowing me to celebrate your birthday with you, your your old aunt. <laughs> Happy birthday, Danny. <laughs> um, Maggie, what is your walk-off win for this week? Um, so my walk-off win is uh, that I want to congratulate my mom, who is getting married this weekend. Yay! And the Yay! whole family is is piling down to Richmond, Virginia to, to celebrate it. And... Um, I'm just so happy for her. You know, she is the reason that I'm a Mets fan, although I'd be happy for her anyway. Um, and her fiance is just a wonderful person who she's been with for a very long time. And and he's just part of our family. And I'm really glad that he's going to be even more part of our family. So um, a lovely wedding in Mattsville. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. And a wonderful, like, a, it's gonna be like a great family vacation too, because Richmond is beautiful. Um and I'm going to take the Amtrak down there. So I'm very excited about that because trains are amazing. Heck yeah. Well, congratulations so, yeah. to her and to the family. Thank you. Yeah. Congrats to Maggie's mom for her wedding. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Have a great time. I, we will. So my walk-off win for this. Oh, pictures. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> my walk-off win for this week um, is I did um, a fantastic event this week in Baltimore that happens every year, always on Memorial Day weekend, called Brew at the Zoo, and it's my favorite thing. Um, so at the Maryland Zoo, um, they have a giant beer festival during Memorial That's Day amazing. weekend. It is great. So you buy a ticket um, for the Brew at the Zoo event, and you get admission to the zoo as well as to a giant beer festival with over 80 beers um and they give you like a little glass that has an animal on it and you get to have like unlimited beers it's amazing um so i got to uh go to the zoo and as amazing avenue slack can contest to i took like 80 pictures of the polar bears because i was like polar bear pete polar bear pete polar bear pete (laughs) um yes they were amazing pictures i was like so excited i was like irrationally excited for the polar bears you can even ask my roommate she was the person i went with my roommate and her boyfriend i was like we have to see the polar bears because it's polar bear pete and she was like okay allison (laughs) she's like i don't know who that is i don't know who polar bear pete is um so yeah, so we uh, we went to the zoo and then we hung out and drank a lot of amazing beers. If you are a beer person and you live anywhere near Baltimore, <laughs> I highly highly recommend this event. It is so much fun. There's always a lot. There's always a live band. People bring their families, um, and it's always just like a hu- a really really good time. And you the, and there are there are tickets for you know non drinkers. So obviously, if you're bringing your kids, or in our case, we. Ha- our my roommate's boyfriend was a saint and was the designated driver so he got a cheaper non-drinking ticket um so it's just a fantastic time all around uh very family friendly event super fun had a great time um was late a little low when i got back but i was fine the next day (laughs) 
<laughs> um, and yeah, so I had a generally great Memorial Day weekend. I also went to the, the O's game yesterday on actual Memorial Day, and the Orioles won. I saw it in the wild. They, Wait, are they now, won a baseball game? They won a baseball game, and they are now 2-0 in, and oh in games in which I have attended, which is like, Whoa. I, I want to calculate the actual statistical. They should be paying you for this. I know. I want to calculate the actual statistical likelihood of that. It's probably not high. Um, it, it was a strong day for the brand because Gabriel Yanoa got a spot start that day. It was, so it was just an overall great Memorial Day weekend for me. I had a great time at Brew the Zoo and at the O's game. So that is my walk-off win for this week. Well, can we lobby the Bronx Zoo to do that? Because that sounds amazing. Oh, heck yeah. They should do that at the Bronx yeah. Zoo. Yeah. And they need a new polar bear. R.I.P. Tundra. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. No, this is supposed to be a happy segment. (laughs) Well, then they can name it Pete. They get a new polar bear. Get a new polar bear. Name it Pete. Bronx Zoo. If anyone has any influence at the Bronx Zoo that's listening, get a new polar bear. Name it Pete. Also have a brew at the zoo. Because I imagine, and the the point of the event is for them to raise money for the zoo. And I imagine that they rake in a ton of money. Because obviously, even though the tastings are free, they sell like six packs of beer and stuff at the event and growlers and food and all sorts of other stuff. So yeah, like I imagine it would be a big money bag for the Bronx Zoo if they did a similar thing. So lobbied. Um, In the meantime... Um, until while you're waiting for your very own brew at the zoo event, um, you can go to amazingavenue.com um, and look for all of our fantastic content, game recaps, the usual stuff, analysis. Um, Maggie is going to write a piece somewhere down the line about all this accessibility stuff that we talked about um, in the other segment. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, you can follow Amazing Avenue on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Amazing Avenue. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at a pot of their own. You can also email the show own at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Petite BHD. Where are you, Linda? At Linda Surovich. And you, Maggie? At Maggie162. Can follow all of us on Twitter. Um, you can also please subscribe to the show, to all of our suite of shows. They are doing a fantastic job from Complex to Queens is doing draft stuff right now because the draft is coming up. So look for that. Unformidable is doing great. Amazing Avenue Audio. The show is killing it as usual. So subscribe to Amazing Avenue Audio to get all of our shows. Please rate and review our shows on iTunes. Um, it really, really helps people find the show. Uh, follow all of us on Twitter and the show on Twitter. Um, original music um, for the show, for the intro and the outro of the show, is by Bunga. Um, let's go Mets and do not forget there is no crying. <laughs>